Hey everyone, it's Allison here with New Little Life. I'm an internationally board certified lactation consultant, a nurse, a doula, and a mom of three little boys. Here on the New Little Life podcast, we'll talk with real moms about their breastfeeding experience, the good parts and the bad, and share real and practical advice about breastfeeding. Connect with and learn from other moms and professionals to help you meet your breastfeeding goals. Hello, welcome back to the podcast. Today, our interview is with Jessica, and Jessica is a mom of one and the owner of Milk Bliss. I actually found her on Instagram. She is killing it over on Instagram, and she'll tell you a little bit more about her business at the end of the interview. It's super cool, and but she has a great story to share with us today that is extremely relatable for a lot of moms out there. She has a really non-judgmental way of thinking, and I loved hearing her explain some of the things she did with her daughter and why she did them. It was super interesting to listen to her. So I know you'll enjoy this interview today. If you have a second and you'd like to support the podcast, you can visit our Patreon, which is linked in the show notes today. Even just a small donation helps cover the cost of the podcast and helps it keep going, helps me be able to find guests and to do some really awesome, fun things for you. So you can also go and check out a lot of resources that we have over on Instagram. We're growing a lot over there and there'll be links in the show notes to all of that stuff and to Jessica's stuff, because I know you're going to want to check out more about her after you listen. So let's jump over to the interview. Here's Jessica. Well, hey, Jessica, um, let's start this chat. We've just been talking for a bit and you're kind of the kind of person I can talk to all day. So this is going to be a really fun interview, Thank I you. think. <laughs> cool. All right, let's just start out. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your family and your business and all that stuff? Yeah, absolutely. Um, my name is Jessica. Uh, I'm 40 years old now, which is crazy to say. Great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, I have- you look like 20 years younger than that. Oh, no, no I don't. <laughs> Yes. No, I have like lighting and makeup and all this stuff. Well, it's beautifully done. <laughs> Thanks. Um, I have um, a three and a half year old with my husband, Greg. Um, so I was 36 when I got pregnant with her. And actually, um, I got pregnant as a surprise um, on our honeymoon. So, Oh, congratulations. It was a very big surprise. Um, and welcome to marriage. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Like it was like a, yeah. it was like our wedding gift from God. So that was nice oh. of him and also shocking. Um, yeah. I wasn't expecting pregnancy to be that simple at that age. Yeah. Um, and since then pregnancy has been much more difficult. So we've had we've been wanting yeah. to have another baby for a long time and that has not worked out. So it's like, it's sort of bitter. Isn't that crazy how that happened? No, it's yeah. so bizarre. Life. Yes. Life. But yeah, that's me. I started, um, my business milk bliss, um, where we sell lactation cookies and lactation cookie mixes. Um, right after uh, about maybe about six months after I had Cora, my baby at the time. Wow. What a big undertaking. <laughs> yeah. It was a, uh, I would recommend um, if you're going to start a business to try not to know anything about it before you start it, because yeah. otherwise you probably wouldn't do it. If I had known uh, then what I know advice, now, actually. I wouldn't do yeah, you, it. Yeah. Being naive can be really beneficial. I can totally relate as I've accidentally created my business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, had I known the workload that goes into that, you're right. I'm not sure I would have right. yeah. started. I'm glad I'm here. But Me too. Me too. I'm so glad that we figured it all out. But there was definitely a lot of, um, especially with a new baby. I had a business partner, oh, I can't even uh, imagine. you know, to start. So that helped because we shared the time. But we were going to like a commercial kitchen 
and baking thousands of cookies while and then taking breaks to go pump in our cars. You know, like that's that's what she it was. She had a baby a new baby too. Her our kids are six weeks apart. Oh my word. You yeah. Guys. I know. It was like, what were we thinking? We really did think it was going to be easy. <laughs> we didn't think it was going to yeah. get as big as it did. Um so that was part of it too. But yeah, I think we were we did just didn't know. Yeah. And it sucks to have to kind of sacrifice your personal goals and desires just because you're a mom. So good for you. Go get it. Yeah. Yeah. It. Yeah. Again, cool. we just had no, no idea. <laughs> yeah, more than <laughs> we were, were in cool. too deep when we realized that we might be in too deep, you know, and then it was like, well, too late. Gotta do it. Yeah. Cool. Gonna make this work now. Oh, that's so cool. All right. Well, I would love to know about your little one and kind of your breastfeeding experience. Um, had you planned on breastfeeding? Did you grow up around breastfeeding? What was your experience yeah. before yeah, good you got question. pregnant? Um, I did my, I did, I wouldn't say I grew up around breastfeeding necessarily, but I have an older sister, um, who's six years older than me and had her children young. So she breastfed both of her kids. Um, she's, uh, like a full-time career woman. So she was working and doing it. Um, I guess I never really questioned whether or not I would do it. I always thought I would, I just didn't see any reason not to, I had nothing against it, you know, or or, but I also wasn't like necessarily passionate about doing it. I think I was looking forward to it. Um, having children later in life, you know, I wanted to have the whole experience and do all of the things so that I wouldn't look back and think, oh man, I really wish I would have, you know, done that. But my mom breastfed my sister and I, and, you know, was very sort of open about her experience with me. And we talked through a lot of things, especially as I started having, um, some issues, I would say like hiccups with yeah. it. Um, and so, uh, having her be supportive was really helpful. Yeah. I bet. Yeah. Did you take any classes or anything? Do you, you know, YouTube, I think people <laughs> go on there to find information. Did you do anything to prepare for breastfeeding? Mm, not really. Um, just kind of wing it as you go kind of thing. Yeah. I, I mean, I think I was depending on the lactation consultants in the hospital to kind of teach yeah. me what to do while I was there, um, which I wouldn't necessarily recommend any, you know, now, I mean, I know so much more now, um, not only just having done it, but having it being in the lactation space and working, yeah. I work with a ton of lactation consultants and IBLCs. Um, and do all sorts of different things with them. And so because of that, I've learned a lot, but it also made me realize that there's so much to know that people don't know, you know, like, I mean, a lot of us go into it knowing almost nothing. Yeah. It's such a catch 22 because like you can't take a class before, but you don't have, it's like learning to ride a bike, but they haven't given you the bike yet. You know, like, yeah. How do you, how do you teach practice telling you this stuff? Mm -hmm. And, and you're like, Oh, I don't have a baby. Like I've never tried this. Like this is hard. But then again, you do have some knowledge to when you do have that baby, hopefully you can draw on a little bit. So kind of a, you know, catch 22. It makes me think like, it makes me curious about what things were like before we had all the resources that we have now. Like you can pretty much thought that same thing. Yes. You could like, cause you can, you can answer almost any question that you have about almost anything on YouTube. Like YouTube is so amazing for that reason. 
And like I found you on YouTube, you know, like that's, that's like whatever. But um, like, what did people do before that? And I think that they just, there was more community, you know, more face-to-face interaction with other moms. Like I know my mom was a part of like a Bible study group that was mostly young, newly married, you know, younger children group. And I would imagine that that's where she got a lot of her information. My mom was 20 years old when she had my sister. So, or maybe she was 22. I think she was maybe 22, but, um, you know, you're like a kid when you're 22, you're trying to figure this stuff out. You know, she had no idea what she was doing. Yeah. I think you're right. I think the community just looked different. They had an actual community Mm -hmm. of like face-to-face people, you know, Mm -hmm. because women have been helping women breastfeed forever, all of time, you know? Yeah. And if you have something's wrong, you don't have milk, like you bring in your friend, bring in your wet nurse, you know, and that's just like what you do. Yes. And so, yeah, I think you're right. I think our community just looks different. It's a lot more online, a lot Mm -hmm. more virtual, and then even more with all this COVID stuff. Oh yeah. 100%. I think it's almost all completely virtual now. So thank goodness that we have that, you know, opportunity. Um, but yeah, I mean, there are even Facebook, there are Facebook groups that you can join where you can receive or donate milk. Like if you, they're like in almost every single city now, there's like a, I think it's called human milk for human babies or something like that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can go on there and if, you know, if you're drying up and you want to make sure that your child gets breast milk, you can get it. Like how incredible is that? But yeah, like you awesome said, it would be like, maybe you went to your neighbor or something in the, you know, in 30, 40 years ago. Yeah. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Okay. So tell me what breastfeeding was like for you then, um, after you had your baby. So the first few days, weeks, start wherever you want. Yeah. So, um, I actually had a ton of colostrum. Um, so I didn't know at at the time that you, that you potentially could pump that off and save it or kind of hand express it and save it. And I wish I would have, cause I had plenty, um, like while you were pregnant or mm-hmm, after delivery while I was pregnant. Okay. But that yeah. it was about the same after delivery too. Um, like the yeah. nurses in the hospital, I was making lactation cookies before I had the baby, not, not, because I thought I was going to start a business at all, but because I knew I was going to breastfeed and I wanted to have some things in the freezer, you know, I was like prepping meals. Oh, what a good idea. um, So I did it for, did you freeze your cookies? This is totally off. Yeah. Oh yeah. I I had a ton of stuff in the freezer ready for like when I came home, um, because we don't really have a ton of family around and, um, you know, so I just wanted to be prepared. So I had cookies, um, that I saved, but while I was making, you know, I was eating them too. And I don't know if that's why I had colostrum, um, like a decent amount or not, maybe I just naturally did, but regardless I did. Yeah, some, some women do for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I had some and, um, so, you know, initially that was, that was fine. The first couple of days, uh, with the baby, that was fine. And then, um, when my milk came in, it was like in an insane, I would have this like insane, um, letdown that would like squirt everywhere. It, yeah. it was crazy. It was so watery. And, um, when I would try to feed the baby, it would just, she was like choking on it. Like it was just, shoot, you know, it was, it was everywhere. It was crazy. I was stuffing my bra with, you know, I didn't know about the haka or like anything. I know. So, it's crazy. Even three years ago, four years ago, it like didn't know? exist. It was different. Yes, yes. I know. I know. I wish, I wish that I would have, I don't even think they had that back then. I don't even know the haka existed then, but I was, I was soaking up all that milk on that, on the other side with like burp cloths, you know, and now I'm looking back like, oh my gosh, like I could have saved 
all of that milk. And it was like soaking through a burp cloth, but that's what I would do. I would like shove it in, you know, on one side while I was feeding her on the other side. And I had to use a shield, um, simply because otherwise it was just coming too quickly and she just like, couldn't, she couldn't drink it. So that was, that was kind of initially, I don't know how long that lasted. Everything's such a blur. Um, but I did use the, isn't it crazy in the moment? It's like, oh my gosh, it's overwhelming. Like my life. And then now you're like, uh, I don't want really... it could have been like a month, boy, like I yeah. a couple of weeks. Like I, I, I remember yeah, yeah. exactly sounds like about right. what I did to use the shield. Like I would fill up a cup with hot water. And after I finished feeding her, I would like put it in that so that the next time when I came out two, two and a half hours later or whatever, I could just get it out. But you know, like that's how I like sterilized it. <laughs> I would just stick it in like a thing of boiling water. Um, so I did that for a while. And then, and then, um, once my milk started to regulate, I think that's when I started to realize that there might be an issue because I was having a lot of pain and cracking okay. and, um, the, the, my, I always felt my letdown. I guess some people don't, if I think about it hard now, I feel like I can still feel what it felt like. Yes. I'm the same way. Yeah. I, I, I always that, felt you can like totally was, mentally yes, get a letdown. Yeah. Yes. Yes. For sure. Um, I, I think I could bring it on mentally at the time. Um, but once my milk started to regulate, that's when I think I started to realize, like, I don't think at this point I should still be having so much discomfort. Um, and I think I talked to the pediatrician about it and they looked in her mouth. And so it was a while before they realized that she was lip and tongue tied. Um, and my sister has a son who's severely tongue tied too. So I don't know if it's genetic or kind of like you just like won the crappy lottery or what, I don't know, but my daughter has both. Um, and so we took her to see, uh, an ENT, like a pediatric ENT. Mm-hmm. And they said, you know, they could do a revision. I didn't know at the time too, that you can see other people for this. Like you can see a dentist too, like a pediatric dentist, I think mm-hmm. can do a revision. Um, but we, we were told that we should see an ENT. So that's what we did. And, um, our insurance wouldn't cover the revision. Really? No, none of it. Wow. Yeah. And it was going to be like a couple thousand dollars or something. And we couldn't afford it at the time. So we didn't do it. Um, so she still has it <laughs> to this day. Her wow. lip tie isn't that bad. Um, but I do, or her, her tongue tie isn't that bad. And she can stick her tongue out like, you know, a decent amount. And, but her, um, her lip tie is, is a little, a little tight. And I, I'm concerned about that with her teeth some point in the future, but definitely affected our breastfeeding journey for sure. Um, I, yeah. Is she speaking now? Does she have any, uh, no, she doesn't have any issue. No, no. She speaks perfectly fine. Uh, Yeah. She doesn't have any issues with speech. And I, I think if she had back when she started talking, she started talking really young. Um, but when she started talking, we probably would have considered doing a revision at that point in time. Yeah. She, I'm terrible. She hasn't been to the dentist yet. And she's three and a half. I know I need to do that. Dude, I just took my <laughs> kids. He was like six. And I'm like, but we had PCS. Move, we have moved so much yeah. in the military. And I'm like, so sorry. And she was like, he has like nine cavities. <gasps> so I'm going to have to fill these. Oh you know? And I'm like, stop. Oh, no. <laughs> brush his teeth, I swear. That's my sign. So to, you're not as bad as me. That's my sign to, to just make the appointment. My four-year-old only had like <clears throat> maybe a start. Like he didn't have to have any. So. Maybe yours is golden, but yeah, I waited too long with my six-year-old. Oh, I shouldn't gosh. admit bad things I do on my own podcast. Well, like, it's relatable because I think that a lot of people are right? probably in the same position. You just don't think that they so need bad. it. You know, I don't know why you just assume that like 
They're just baby teeth anyway. They're going to fall out. I know, but she's like, uh, he has nine of them, and these baby teeth are going to be until he's 12. Like, you have to fix it. Oh, like, no. Okay, I'm so sorry. Oh, no. All right, well, maybe I'll go. I should anyway, make an appointment soon. But, um, Everyone should take your kids to the dentist. To go to the dentist, yeah. yeah. I think between three and four is when you should typically do it, at least. But um, yeah. maybe when we take her, they'll say at that point uh, that, like, the dentist might say, this is going to affect her teeth, you know, because yeah. um, she has a pretty significant gap between her front teeth. Um, and so I don't know, we'll see at that point, but, um, I did have pain and discomfort the entire time I was breastfeeding. Really? Yes. It never went away. And so did you use this shield the whole no, time no. or were you, Mm-mm. okay. So that was just in the beginning until you got your letdown figured yes. out. And then you took that away and that's when you noticed like, this is uncomfortable for me. Yes. Okay. Pretty much. Yeah. It may not have been right away. But yeah, I, like I, I kept asking like my mom, like at what point does it like stop hurting, you know? And she was like, I don't know. Like maybe some people it just always is uncomfortable, you know, like it just sort of always, it always felt like someone was sort of like pinching. Yeah. Okay. Like kind of just. And probably from the tide, just a really shallow, shallow. I could see from just like her, like the way I could physically see that she had a shallow latch. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what it felt like. Like someone was sort of just pinching like my nipples <laughs> the whole time. And I never, ever, this is going to be controversial. I'm sure my mom told me this too. And I took it like to the grave, but, um, I never, ever, ever nursed her for more than 15 minutes on either side. I always did both sides every single time. Yeah. And I never did more than 15 minutes. And my business partner at the time was like, oh my gosh, my son will nurse for like an hour. And I was like, I would never do that. Like yeah. I would 15 minutes, even if she was still eating, I'd be like, okay, time to switch sides after that was done. And usually it was 10 minutes. Like I would like time it and be like, okay, that's it. And then if she wanted to eat again in like an hour, then that was okay. I would do that, but I would never sit with her for more than a half an hour. Hmm. <clears throat> was that based on the advice you got? Or was it like a pain thing? Like you, you didn't want her on there because it hurt longer? No, it was definitely based on the advice I got. My mom said, that's what she yeah. did. She was like, just don't, I just if you don't want to basically, she was like, don't be like a pacifier for them. You know, like just, you don't, there's no need, like they should be able to eat what they need to eat in that amount of time. This was just her advice. I am not giving this advice to anyone no, no, else. No. I'm, I'm, this happens a lot. I think you get this kind of thing that someone told you and you're like, that's just how it is. Yeah. So what do you think about that advice mom. now? Like, would you do that way again? Probably because it did work for us. Yeah, yeah. My, um, my little girl has always been a very healthy weight, like high on the curve of, of weight. Um, yeah. so she's never been like a small child. Um, and so I just assumed she was getting everything that she needed from that amount of time. And I guess she was, I mean, it, it ended up working out. Oh. I, I don't know that I would do it again. There's a lot of things I would do differently. You know, I would, yeah. I would find the money and go get the revision. Um, so if we have, yes, if we have another child, which I guess is probably likely that they would have another tie. Um, then I would, I will get it revised, um, while they're young still, and they don't have to be put under anesthesia or it's like nothing major. Um, yeah, I definitely would. And now I have so many more resources now too. Like I know physical therapists that work with kids that have ties to make sure that it doesn't reattach. And I didn't know any of those people before. Yeah. Man, that's just crazy, isn't it? You learn so much and no one tells you how to do this. You know what I mean? No. And, and you don't even think 
you know, you don't think to seek out any of this type of thing. I mean, you could take a breastfeeding class. I think a lot of people take breastfeeding classes before they, you know, while they're still pregnant. Um, And I don't know exactly what's all covered in that because we didn't really have access to that. um, So we didn't do it. Um, We just took like the standard, you know, birth class. Um, But there, you know, I know that breastfeeding classes exist for preparing for it. Um, But yeah, I think most of the time you kind of seek out the, the exact problem that you're having instead. Yeah, I agree. And even like a breastfeeding course, like the ones I teach is really just the basics, Yeah, you know, because there's a lot, it's a lot, you know what I mean? Like I'm an IBCLC, like I've studied this Mm -hmm. for years and I still only know Mm -hmm. this much. There's just so much. So in a breastfeeding class, we really just cover the basics. Like how do these hormones work? How does your milk supply work? How do you latch your baby? What signs to look for mean that you need more help? And that's it. Like we don't cover tongue ties and mastitis and like all this stuff, because it's like, like you said, when you have this problem, go find some help and then we'll help you. Right. Yes. And I think a lot of times too, with an IBLC, they need to like see you, you know, they need to see the latch and like examine you as like a patient. Um, So, you know, you can kind of say like, I have this incredible, like crazy letdown that's, you know, Mm -hmm. spraying my, choking my baby. And it's, if I was an LBLC, I would say, you know, I need to see you. Like, I have to see this for myself to, to help you. So yeah. that's part of it too. Yeah. That forceful letdown is interesting. A lot, a lot of moms have that as well. And you're right. The babies kind of just choke and they, they're not choking, but it's just like a lot of milk in your face. Yes. Yes. You know? Yeah. There's like over, especially like, you know, in the middle of the night, like, they're kind of just waking up and they're hungry, you know, and for me, the shield just helped to control that flow. And I do think it helped her with her issue, her oral issues too, but I didn't know really that at the time, you know, and I, I didn't want to continue to use a shield forever. You know, it's inconvenient. And they're a pain in the butt. Yeah. Um, And I had read a whole bunch of, you know, negative things about them. Like you don't want them being sort of reliant on that. Um, but it could have possibly helped me like later, I guess when I, but I just, honestly, a lot of the time I just kind of thought this is just the way that it is. You know, we also had a little bit of an issue. Like we tried giving her formula when she was like around three months old, we went to visit family and we wanted to go out for the night. So I had some formula that we brought and I was like, you know, if I, I never had a lot of milk, like extra because I was yeah. exclusively breastfeeding. So I just, you know, I, she was emptying me. Um, mm-hmm. so I was like, if she gets hungry, just mix up some formula, you know, give it to her. And, um, we were traveling. So I didn't have like my freezer stash with me, you know? Um, and we wanted to go out. So, um, anyway, long story short, she ended up having, um, like a really bad reaction to it. Um, and we don't, oh. we still really don't, she's always kind of had some issues with milk. We should, we don't really give her like a ton of dairy, but, um, okay. she like, uh, got, she like projectile, like vomited, like shortly after drinking the bottle. Um, and then we tried again, that same visit, we just thought she was sick, you know, I thought maybe yeah. she had an upset stomach or something. We tried again that same visit, maybe a few days later to do it again. And the same thing happened. And I was like, okay, like I went upstairs to check on her. She was asleep and she had like vomited all over her entire 
like pack and play was like soaked. Her clothes were so, and I was like, oh my gosh, what is this? And here she had thrown up all that formula. Um, so that was when she was like three months old and I was so scared to ever give her formula again, you know, that I was like, okay, like we got to make this breastfeeding thing work. And I almost like sort of tortured myself, you know, make it, you know, forcing myself to do it. Um, so I totally can, like, I have such like empathy for however you want to feed your baby. You know, I, I, I really support whatever, obviously I'm in the breastfeeding space and I, I do believe that breast milk is probably what's best for babies, but I completely can relate to all the different, you know, issues that people have and why they might choose to not breastfeed, you know? Yeah. That's a a variety of reasons why so many reasons you would either be an exclusive pumper or you combination feed with some formula and breast Mm -hmm. milk, or you strictly formula feed. I mean, yeah, it's just everyone's scenario is so different. And most people go through, I think, like a, like trying out different things. You know, we try after yeah. that initial time, we tried a bunch of different formulas to see if those would work. You know, we did those really crazy ones that smell really bad that are for yeah. um, whatever issues the baby might be having. Like sensitive stomachs or yes, you know, like all that. There was one that you can buy that's like a, you know, pre-made. It's like whatever, but it was like oh, yeah, yeah. $11 or something like a day. It was like crazy. We tried that. She wouldn't even touch it. She wouldn't even drink it. You know, she smelled it and was like, no. Um, so, you know, we tried a bunch of things too. I, I wasn't against supplementing with formula because I was looking at going back to work, you yeah. know, too. And I was kind of freaking out, like, how am I going to do this? Like, what are we going to do? Um, I went back to work full time when she was eight months old and I was like, I don't know. This is a crazy time. So what did that look like when you went back to work? Did you pump at work? Were you able to make enough for her? What was your schedule like there? Yeah, it was, uh, I was able to, but it was really stressful. Um, really? Uh, yes, I did pump at work. Um, but I was, I was working at a, at a place. I live in New Jersey and, um, where I worked was a, a little bit of a drive on a normal day, but New Jersey traffic is, can sometimes be like LA traffic or like, you know, it's crazy. It would sometimes take me two hours to get home when without traffic, it would take me a half an hour to get to work. So it's crazy. So on those like rides home, my husband would be calling me saying like, where are you? She's screaming, you know, like he had already given her what was left in our freezer, which was usually only one or two you know, pouches. I was definitely like one of those moms that would look on Instagram and somebody would show their whole freezer full of milk and be like, so envious, like, Oh my gosh, like I see that as freedom, you know, like freedom from stress. And that was never our situation. We never, we never had more than maybe five, you know, two ounce little pouches in the freezer. And, you know, we would go through those and then I would be so panicked, like, you know, crying, trying to get home from work, like knowing that she's hungry and I need to like, and then as soon as I walk in the door, having to feed her, you know, not being able to really eat anything or sit down or, you know, like it was just immediate, like felt like going from one job to another job. Oh, totally. Wow. Yeah. Um, how long did you, how long did you end up breastfeeding her? Uh, 14 months. Yeah. And you were still working at that point. Yeah. I started working yeah, so when she was, when she was eight months and I worked, yes, I worked until I didn't, I wasn't able to, 
like switch over full time to my business until she was like three. Yeah. Okay. Do you remember what the weaning process looked like for you? Were you, were you ready for that? Did it go well? Talk to us about that. Yeah. So once she was, once she turned one and we were like allowed then to give her milk, then we kind of went through that same process of trying to find milk that would work for her. And, and ultimately we got lucky and she was able to drink lactate with no problem. So I don't know if she kind of grew out of some of her dairy issues that she had when she was yeah. a baby or, you know, it was a lactose specific thing or like, I'm not sure what happened. So we started like, we started messing around with that. And then obviously she was eating solids too. You know, we did a little bit of, we kind of did like a combo of baby led weaning and purees. Um, so for the most part between all of the things like me pumping her, having solids, cereals, and, you know, kind of sometimes having milk, like weaning her from like even just 12 months to 14 months, she just, she just wasn't interested anymore. You know, we Hmm. start, we were, we had dropped down to pretty much only, I was really only nursing her in like the morning and at night and then just at night, you know, and then around 14 months, she just, she almost didn't even want that. You know, she just didn't. So I would have done it longer, but it seemed like she wasn't interested anymore. I don't know. It was strange. Yeah. Just kind of self-weaned. Some babies do that. I mean, and then some babies, if you let them self-wean, they'll probably be still breastfeeding in kindergarten. Right. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I know, I know I have friends and I know people who are still breastfeeding their like four-year-old. Um, so she, I don't think she ever, like, that would be like me still nursing her now. And like, sometimes I kind of wish we were like, you know, when I like hold her and stuff, I'm like, Oh, you know, like I, I wish that we still had that sort of closeness, but, um, she, yeah, she was, she would never do that. (laughs) She's she's very independent. She's not interested. But then you remember the freedom that comes with not breastfeeding. Yes. Oh my gosh. That for me, that's the hardest part of breastfeeding for me is how tied down and like not stuck, you know, but you just can't, you can't leave your baby. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and if you do, you got to deal with milk. Yeah. That's what I meant about like when I would see people with the freezer stash of like, to me, like that looked like freedom too, you know, like being able to leave her with my husband without having to worry, you know, that all he would need to do is heat up, you know, one of those pouches and feed her and everything would be fine. And I would be able to go shopping or, you know, even when I would go shopping, I would have to bring her with, she had to come with me everywhere. Unless I was working, she was always with me because I couldn't afford to leave her. And then, you know, also there wasn't some of these like newer pumps where you can like, just go about your day and put them in your bra. Like that, you know, that, that that wasn't a thing, um, even three and a half years ago. So Mm -hmm. now I feel like it would be, I feel like it would be easier. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong about that. I don't, you know, I'm not breastfeeding currently. So I, I don't know, but maybe, maybe you can answer that. If you think it's easier this time than your first. There's just a lot more options for moms. And I, I think it's still hard, you know, like you still have all these obstacles, but there are a lot more resources and new things Mm -hmm. that are geared to help make mom's lives easier. Yeah. So I think like for your situation, yeah, there are some things that could have made that yeah. easier or now. Yeah. You know? if they but exist, I agree. If Three years ago, it doesn't seem like that long. But... No, but like the willow yeah. pump and the EV pump, the ones that are cordless, totally. the, those did not exist. 
even three years ago, three and a half years ago, like they just didn't. And for working moms or commuting moms like you, like that would be gold money. You know what I mean? I didn't even know, like, I think you can plug something like into your car. Yeah. I've seen some, uh, like cigarette like adapter lighter for your adapters. pump. And like, mm-hmm. I didn't even know that that was a thing. Cause that potentially could have helped too. There were times where I, like, yeah. I fully brought my whole entire pump, you know, when I would be pumping in the car with my gigantic pump, like sitting on the seat next to me, yeah. you know, like if it was charged or whatever. Um, but yeah, that was like very, <laughs> You know, you're like driving and the thing is hanging off of you. Like it's just, especially in New Jersey traffic. I can just, yeah, someone you, looking like, over like a trucker traffic jam. Like, yeah. A tr- literally. So, oh, the truckers are the because worst. Because they can see in. Yes. They're so high and, like, mm. and they can see right down. Right. Oh gosh. It's, yes. Yeah. It's very odd. Um, <laughs> super awkward. I wonder if they have like pumping mom jokes or something around the checker world. Like, oh my gosh, I wonder. That's got to happen. I'm sure they you know, see like, they stuff. They probably see that a they lot. They probably see crazy stuff. Yeah. Looking down into people's oh, cars. Man. I got to find someone who's in that business to be on the podcast. You How often do you see stories. moms like trying to breastfeed <laughs> while they're driving? Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. Okay. I would love to know your favorite part about breastfeeding. Um, I'm also probably going to ask you the hardest part about breastfeeding, but okay. let's do the good one first. Like what's your favorite part about breastfeeding? Mm, I love like knowing that like I can provide whatever like my child needs. I I think the science behind breastfeeding is so interesting. So that, and then also like that I'm the only one that can have that relationship with her. Um, I, I, that felt special, you know, to me and I, and like that felt important. That's really cool. Yeah. I, I miss it. Uh, total to be like their, their person, like yeah. the one person that they just like want and they can get them. Yeah. Out. Yeah. You're the yeah. only one that they can you know, live off of. Yeah. Is there anything in your mind that sticks out as kind of the hardest part of breastfeeding or maybe your least favorite or. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. It was like the freedom aspect for me. You know, I just felt like it more than anything else felt like a job. And I felt resentful about that a lot of the time. Yeah. Is there any advice or something that you would give to a new mom who's wanting to breastfeed anything from your experience that you think could help someone that's planning on doing this? Yeah. I would say, um, if you don't have like a lot of support, um, from like women around you who have been through it and can help you with some issues, um, that you might come across, then, um, join a Facebook group because there are a lot of great ones that, you know, that, for what, for whatever situation you're in, there's like a group for that. And Facebook's the easiest place to find it. You can join one today, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and you can be as active on there as you want to be. And I've noticed that those are, those groups are very active and people are so willing to help, you know, and, and I would say that that's such a great resource and do that. Like, even, even if you're not having problems, you should do it find the support and kind of your little mom community. Yeah. Like if you're dedicated to exclusively breastfeeding, there's a Facebook group for that. If you're exclusively pumping, you know, then, and, and you, and you know, you want to do that and you don't want to, like you want to be held accountable for, for that. There's a Facebook group for that. Or if you want something less, you know, you know, whatever you want, you want, you just want support no matter what your choices are. There's a group for that too, you know? So yeah. like we, and Instagram too, although I think that, that groups 
are just a better platform. For that kind of thing. Yeah. I agree. I, Cause you know, Instagram's hit and miss. Some of the accounts I follow are like Insta moms and I makes me end up kind of feeling bad. Like, yeah, I've never, yeah, I'm not that, you know, like, and then some of them are together. super helpful and uplifting, <laughs> but it's hard to weed it out. Right. So I agree. The Facebook groups is a nice place for community asking questions, kind of just being in the same place as others. And being able to get answers like almost right away. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah. and you can take it off. Moms are always and... up in the middle of the night. They're all over right. It's crazy. And you never know where they are. They could be all over the whole world. So like you could type something and someone could get back to you right away. And there's your answer. Like it's, it's incredible. It's a great resource. That's so cool. I would actually like to know a little bit about your business and what you do over there. Cause I actually, before we started, I was stalking your Instagram, which is really, really cute. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I love it. So I would love to, can you tell us a little bit about your business kind of what you do, what your goals are currently? Yeah. So, um, basically like out of everything that I went through as like a breastfeeding mom, I ended up developing a lactation cookie recipe that I was really excited about. Um, and I had a a friend who lived across the hall at the time who had a baby six weeks after me. So our kids were super close together and she had a lot of the same issues that I had with breastfeeding. So after I kind of like, I'm, I'm, I've always been a baker. It's been a passion of mine my entire life. So after I sort of developed this, um, recipe, I just shared it with her and I was like, here, I've t- I mean, I've all these cookies, try these and see if they help you. Um, she was looking at going back to work and her supply was dipping. Um, and they helped her too. And she was like, oh my gosh, these are so much better than everything else that I've tried. And I was like, yeah, you know, cause they're homemade. Like they were, you know, obviously better. Yeah. Um, And so I started thinking about it more and more and more after talking with her and she is still, um, a a corporate lawyer. So I just messaged her and said, Hey, I'm thinking about maybe making like a little hobby business out of this. Could you give me some legal advice on how to set it up? And she was like, sure. Do you have a business plan? I was like, you know, I'm kind of working on one. So I went over and met with her and we had this whole meeting where she walked me through what she thought I should do as far as setting it up legally. And then at the end, she said, is there any chance you might be interested in a partner? And I was like, whoa, like, yes, (laughs) you know, that would would sign me up. How do I get a partner? I want that. Right. Yeah. It was just, it happened very naturally. Um, She really believed in, you know, what I was doing and so cool. we sort of started by sharing them with other friends that we had that were pregnant or breastfeeding um, and kind of did this whole little community outreach to just really do research. And we had like really good results. And so we decided to just like launch a Shopify store and try to sell them, you know, to whoever wanted them uh, at the time. And it really just grew from there very slowly, like very organically. Uh, and we kind of developed some more flavors and then some more products and tried to make things a little bit easier by developing a mix that you can make whenever you need it. So the mix can stay in your pantry for 18 months. Um, so it's like a great thing to just give somebody that, you know, wants to breastfeed or is breastfeeding. It's like here, just in case, you know, um, you kind of keep this and then just make them in 10 minutes, you know, when, whenever you need them and they're exactly like homemade cookies. You know, they don't have any preservatives. They're all natural. So instead of going out and buying all the ingredients, all you need to have in Mm -hmm. your house is a stick of butter and two eggs, and then you can, you can make them so easily. So that's actually become like our best selling product. Um, 
because of that reason. It's just so yeah. flexible, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's what happened and it's been fun and, you know, challenging and all of the things. And I, I feel very blessed because now I'm able to do it full time and, you know, be able to be home with my little one, which was kind of always my goal. Yeah. That's awesome. I do not enjoy baking. So I'm super glad for people like you that do it for me and put it in a mix so that I can have It's my favorite. I like to cook too, but I love to bake. Baking is such a science experiment. Like if you do the smallest thing wrong, you will literally ruin whatever you're making. Um, But I like that about it. I don't know. I like to fill the house with like the warm, you know, I don't know. There's, I, I, I don't just bake cookies. I bake everything. I bake all the time. Yeah. 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 Oh my goodness. I don't know how you stay so thin and in shape doing all that. Cause I'd probably be oh baking God, sweets not. like every other day. <laughs> not in ah. shape. I've had this, we've had a, a challenging year and my weight has like, you know, everyone has right. COVID has been a, mm-hmm. a challenging year and my weight has been all over the place and it's, frustrating as you get older that gets harder but especially if you like to bake but now I bake healthy stuff I try to try to you know stick with gluten-free and um try to stay low on sugar and you can still bake and do it in a good healthy way that's cool I bet in your science experiments you're like what can I replace the sugar with or like 100 yes and luckily like there's a recipe for everything online you know, yeah. so I mostly just follow other people's recipes. I don't try to like reinvent the wheel. So where do I find your cookies and your stuff? Like, I think I kind of need some of those in my life. <laughs> Thank you. I have a six month old, so you do work. We're, we're, you know, well, I will yeah. send you some for sure, but, um, we are on Amazon in the United States. Cool. Um, so that's probably the easiest place. Um, or our website is milkbliss.com. So M I L K B L I S S.com. Um, and I am super duper connected with, um, like anyone who reaches out to me on Instagram. So if you're hearing this and you need me to connect you with any, um, resources or help with your breastfeeding journey, I'm happy to do that. Um, you can reach out to me on milkless, uh, just at milkless on Instagram, um, milkless cookies on TikTok. (laughs) I talk to people on there You're a lot too. About, I'm not brave enough for TikTok, but I am going to go check yours out. I love it. Oh, you, I can't sh- you should. You'll probably see a lot of your own ideas like in my videos because I take a lot of inspiration from you. Um, oh, awesome. Keep it up. You can totally have all my little nuggets throw up on your TikTok. I will. Oh my I gosh, I will. I'm gonna- I don't want to do it. <laughs> um, when you do it, eventually we can collaborate on something. Um Right. And also, um, I'm in clubhouse, uh, too. That's a relatively new platform as we're recording this now, but, um, I think on there, we're just milk bliss as well. Um, and we're going to try to start putting together, um, some type of like regular room on clubhouse that's, uh, can, can support and connect moms to some resources that they, they need. So that's not quite up and running yet, but hopefully by the time this launches, um, it will be. That's cool. I, I'm really sick of like zoom get togethers, you know what I mean? But new moms, they need connection. And if that's all we can do right now, then like we need to do it. So that's really cool that you're doing that. Yeah. Clubhouse is a great application. If you can get on there, um, there are, and you just type in breastfeeding as like one of your interests. I've seen a lot of support on there and you can just kind of go and listen. Um, you can ask a question too, but 
if you know nobody can see you which is what's nice like you can just show up in your pajamas mm. and if somebody has a room that's open it's almost like a chat room except for it's talking um so it's a it's a really interesting new way to be able to connect people to resources mm. that they might have to pay for in a normal world um and be able to just say hey here's my issue and a lactation consultant might be there and say hey look here's what you do um so it's very interesting oh interesting yeah yeah okay Thanks for explaining that because I have not ventured into learning much about Clubhouse yet. Yeah, so. I think it's going to be big, really a big cool. spot um, for certain industries. But I definitely think anybody in the service industry or if you're seeking information or you have a need, it's, it's going to be good for that. Cool. We'll put a bunch of these links and stuff down in the show notes. Um, we're just going to fill up those show notes with sweet links for you. Guys. Nice. <laughs> I think between the two of us, we can really make it cool down there. Yeah, for good. Yeah. That's true. Is there any kind of last piece of advice as we as we finish up here that you'd like to share with moms, um, either some encouragement or a little nugget from your journey, anything at all? Yeah, love encouragement. Um, I think that whatever you want to do um, and whatever, I always say this, like whatever works for you as a mom is like, that's the right thing for you. Uh, you know, if breastfeeding is your journey, like there are tons of us like me and you and other people who will support you in that. And if it's not like, that's okay too. Like most moms are doing the absolute best they can for their kids and they're making it work, you know, in whatever way they can. And like, I am here to support whatever it is, you know, that you're doing. I'm like a super non-judgmental, like no shaming type of mom, because we all are doing the absolute best we can in our circumstances. Yeah. I love that. We need more encouragement like that for these moms out there yeah. and your Instagram and your business is a great place for that non-judgmental support. Um, I'm trying to do that the same over there. Yeah. So hopefully we'll see all of our listeners on this episode over there. Hope so. so. I love that. Yeah. Jessica, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today. I know you're busy. You've got a little one too, but I really appreciate it. This was a great chat and I think it's going to really help a lot of moms. Oh, good. Thank you so much for for having me. I really appreciate it. You can find, um, like I said, everything down in the show notes for today. You can also see more about new little life on my website, which is newlittlelife.com. And don't forget to check out Jessica as well on milkbliss.com. And we'll see you guys on the next episode. Bye Jessica. Bye.